It's Cindy's choice to be brave and to make a difference. Cindy here, and thank you. Thank you for being here. And yes, yes, I'm going to reiterate, you're not going to make a difference if you're not brave. You are not going to accomplish much or be very fulfilled in this life if you don't build your courage. So I always want to encourage you to do that. It's Cindy's choice to be brave and make a difference, but I want to encourage you to get out there and always, always increase your courage. And it's with baby steps, a little, just do a little bit braver thing and you'll be amazed at how much more able you're able to do, or how much braver you are to do a braver and braver thing. And I'm going to jump back into sharing this destitute to destiny story. And I was kind of getting into the guts of something and it's a, I was talking about like, we're talking about love. That's the theme here for a while, love. And I mean, you see the logo, right? (laughs) It's a heart and a shield, or it's a heart and a shield. It's a heart shield and a dagger, but it's a heart shield. It's all about the heart and the love. But at the same time, it's a battle. I mean, love, like, it's just not this rainbows and unicorns. That's not love. It's just not an emotion. So I was kind of sharing about the the powerful, powerful love that was the tough love, let's call it that the tough love that was bestowed on me to help me understand love. And it was the love of a parent. You get that right? Didn't have a parent. The the, you know, my mom, she was actually the predator that my parents would have protected me from. Um, Y'all, you know, go back and listen early on hear the story of you know, my sociopath mother that hated me and exploited me and abused me. And, you know, just, it, it was just horrendous. So, you know, not knowing love. And then I was kind of sharing like how early on, and I didn't hate my mother. You know, I, I spent like years and years, like in denial, trying to earn my mother's love, trying to please my mother. I was just this very, very uh, well conditioned, groomed people pleaser. And, well, I mean, it's tough when it's your mama. That's, that's that's confusing stuff. We love our mama. And, but anyway, so, but I didn't want to be her. I didn't want to be a man eater. Um, I didn't want to be a man basher. <laughs> I didn't want to use people. I, 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 that, I didn't want to be that. And that's what I was exposed to constantly. Yet I've been sharing with you. And as I, you know, shared my story, that's the pattern that it seems like life wanted to force onto me. Yet I'm kind of getting into the guts of this that I really haven't shared that much before because I'm like, again, I, I haven't thought about this or, or I'm processing it with you or I'm digging into that time in my 20s when there was so much temptation and it was confusing me so much because, you know, I, I, I wasn't looking for anyone to take care of me or, or anyone to take advantage of yet there, there was still a temptation there because I didn't know what I was looking for. I wasn't looking for anything. Like I'd shared about how I had a, like a relationship early on, like, um, a great guy that, you know, we were together for about a year, but we weren't like, I love you. I love you's and talking about marriage and stuff like that. And, but when we broke up, I remember I'd gone, I, I was devastated, even though I kind of didn't really want to date him anymore. It wasn't that kind of thing. It's, it's confusing. It's not like, oh, I want to be with you forever. I, it was the rejection. 
And I, I, I didn't, that brought, you know, everything I'd felt as a child, I was just overwhelmed with that. And it was so confusing because I didn't understand why am I acting like this? And so after that, I kind of protected myself from that. And I didn't let anybody get too close. And, you know, in that environment that I was in, in the high volume nightclub scene in Dallas, Texas in the 80s, I tell I was sharing with you how popular, popular that I was. And it's a, and again, I have to, um, like part of the, what happened through that time was I was getting more and more, I was compromising myself and feeling that more and more because though I had a lot of pursuers that were happy to pursue me and date me and, you know, work into a relationship. It wasn't like I was intimate with all my boyfriends, (laughs) all my pursuers, but when there was that kind of relationship, like an intimate relationship, like, you know, like this is going to be, you know, I guess number one guy, but for real, there was always like backup guys, you know, it, it was, it, it was, uh, I don't know. It just seemed normal. It just seemed like that's what you do. That's how you date. That's how you play the game. And that, but, but there were those intimate relationships. And so, you know, over the years that, you know, even though it, it there was, you know, those add up. And that's when it really just started wearing on me. You know, I, I was like, that didn't feel good. And it was confusing because I had like this incredible job. It was so popular. I was like in the center of this, you know, cosmopolitan, um, cool world, the great car. Um, and I just felt horrible. And I, I didn't understand what was happening, but I wanted out. I wanted it to stop. Yet here I was like caught up in like what my mother strived for. That's what she had tried to gear me for and corrupt me toward her exploiting me and so forth. It's kind of like, uh, what is that song? Uh, oh my gosh, that Reba McIntyre song, like Ruby, um, here's your one chance. Uh, is it Ruby? Here's your one chance. Ruby, don't let me down. You know, she dressed her up and sent her to town so uh, she could meet a man and get taken care of. And um, that's say that that was what was tried to be pushed on to me. But my mom did it in such a toxic kind of, you, you know, with sociopaths, they they have this kind of of just gr- like this view of themselves. It, it's just this grandeur like they are they are truly just the center of everything. And they, they entitled, that's what I'm, they are just so entitled. And every time she would pursue these relationships, you know, and she was like super charming, pretty funny. So she could go in there and just, wow, I'm quick and be like, wow, you know, here I am, I'm amazing. And, you know, and so they would take her in, but oh my gosh, she would reveal her true colors and, you know, be add them for all she could so quickly that none of those relationships lasted very long. And if you think about it, so that's what kind of happened to me in the reverse. It it was like, I was trying not to be her, but then I had all these pursuers, but then I end up in these patterns where those pursuers were like her. It's, it's a, you gotta be careful. (laughs) It's, it's so tricky. And I'm sure psychologists, they can explain this, you know, very, very easily. But it's more fun for me to process it here 
with you. It's fun to discover it here with you. And of course, I've done my fair share of counseling and so forth, but I got to share really quickly. Counseling confused me. When I was um, in my like 30s and had had a I think I'd had my children. My my second was a still a baby and dealing with major depression and, um, you know, felt like, okay, I need to go get some help. And, you know, still married at the time and uh, was getting some counseling and they got some uh, medication briefly, but nothing was happening to help me um, heal. Nothing was ha- happening to help me. Dis- I was telling what had happened to me. But nothing was happening to help me deal with that or manage that or overcome that. But I was handed some pills. Here, you'll feel better. And and I know, hey, those prescriptions and medications are needed when they're needed. But that was just a totally, that didn't help me at all. If anything, I think it really caused more harm. I, I think it really caused more harm because it was like stirring things up that I had buried down and then, but I wasn't getting any help managing them. And of course that was also that with the turmoil and my unhappy marriage that I was already, already trying to manage, you know, and maintain in that. And it was just, I think it just messed things up that much more. So, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm, I was sharing about like this, the whole thing I'm trying to share right here is how I recognize now how much I was loved despite all the difficulty that I was allowed to go through. Now, here's the thing I share with you, like in my twenties, when all that was going on, I was truly bouncing off the walls. Like I said, a pinball, like I I really did. I felt like I, Oh, I'll go here. Oh, I'll go there. I didn't, I didn't know where to do. I didn't, I had no focus, no idea where I was supposed to be heading. But then, you know, then I get married, same kind of situation. Then I get saved. And, even though I didn't get saved till then, and then everything got worse, <laughs> you know, everything that happened before then was still in play. You know, that's the beauty of it is, you know, it's still in play because it took all of it for me to be who I am right now and to be empowered like I am right now and to have this incredible purpose and this destiny that I have right now. Yet it's confusing because, I, you know, I talk about being out there all on my own, but I, you know, I wasn't alone. I was never alone. That's what's horrible is that when we don't realize that, that, you know, we do have someone greater, wiser, stronger than us that we can depend on. But when you're that independent, oh my goodness, you know, and I, I didn't trust anybody. Everybody always let me down. And I thought I was so, tr- I was pretty naive and gullible. <laughs> I sure seem pretty trusting. I was trusting enough to kind of let the wrong people in. But at the same time, it, it just, um, no, I, I, I couldn't trust anybody with my heart. And so when the craziness happens, you know, fast forward through the 20s, the temptation to get rescued, resisted, 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 real like um awesome opportunities that it seemed like and a glamorous lifestyle that I could have gotten so easily, you know, even just rode that out for a couple of years. Yeah, I'll take a sugar daddy for a couple of years and go on trips and, you know, just, you know, have freedom and just be available when he's in town and needs me. I'm telling you, those kind of opportunities were all over the place. And I didn't, that's not who I was. That's not who I wanted to be. And then through the marriage. Okay, so now I, I've found Christ. Everything's worse. I'm facing homelessness, a second, like totally a second marriage with a 
total psychotic, facing homelessness and all these horrible things. Another situation, almost killed several times. I mean, literally, you know, somebody holding me by the throat and pounding my head on the floor. Y'all, that thought when like you really feel like the next hit is going to do it. You feel like the next time your head slams against the floor, you're going to die. Or that time that he's just strangling you so tightly and, you know, you just you've, you feel like you're at your last breath and you're about to go. And in, in your mind, you're like, well, this is it. It's horrible. So experiencing just terrible, demeaning, just I mean, I'm not trying to be dramatic here. I mean, just suffering. And then, OK, I'm a Christian now. <laughs> so. You know, I'm trying so hard. I'm I'm doing my best, you know, and it is just kind of crazy how to get to a place now where I realize how much that needed to be allowed for me to understand a father's love. I had to get to a place where I would stop trying to manage it and do it myself. And and even through those, you know, horrendous times, I still kept saving myself and, you know, just finding, and it's kind of hard to understand. Like, how do you get there? Well, you know what? You don't get there. You don't get there. That's where the trust comes in. And this is, this is, this is good. This is leading me to a place that I wasn't, I've been confused about how to explain and help people understand. You don't get there because when I share with people how, what was going on in Houston, you know, finally got free from the second marriage. It started the construction business. My health was flaring up again. Not a great environment there. And I go on this pilgrimage, kind of meaning to end up back there. Not that I really wanted to, but it made sense because people at least respected me as a professional. You know, they trusted and respected me as a professional there. And explaining how when I got here, to here meaning Chattanooga, like how I just knew, I just knew I was supposed to be here. And y'all, again, very logical blonde here. I was, I, my mom, I was like, Cindy, <laughs> no, Cindy, you need to get back to Houston quick. There are major like property managers and business people that want to sign contracts with you and do Cindy, you can get this going. You got to get back there quick. Your little pilgrimage is over. You know, this was just a little, you know, i uh, faith experience. I know I knew, I knew I was led there, even though, I mean, y'all, it, it, it's a place you got to get if you want some major breakthrough, because I didn't know how to get there. That's obvious. <laughs> That's why I was in the constant cycles of defeat. And even when, you know, I started studying and I got in the word of God and figured out like the, the principles, I got the principles of the Bible down real good. I get how it works. I, you know, and in studying other like, you know, psychology and in self-help, all that kind of stuff, I couldn't get there. doesn't matter how hard I tried. I couldn't get where I wanted to be. And I wanted to be in a place of freedom. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to to be loved authentically and so that I could love and I'd loved all my life. I was always that one just out there so eager to love the sensitive one, but I was love starved. You know, that that's a lot where that was coming from. And you, you, you know, you, you can't get there on your own. 
And, you know, we're so smart. We're so bright. I mean, I know I was that so capable, unstoppable person. And, oh, my goodness, the ego. I had no idea that I was such a prideful person. I often, like, like tell guy friends and so forth. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> the empathy, if, if, if that's like God-given and you guys, the pride and the ego and so forth, Oh, the battle I had with that. I have total empathy for y'all. <laughs> no wonder we have such respect, you know, for a, you know, a, a humble, strong man. It, it, it's hard. Our pride, you know, and, and like I said, that I got, I'm that Texas girl, that Texas pride, you know, uh, we don't show emotion. You know, we get it done. It, it, there, no sympathy here. And, and I'm not, hey, Texas, you know, I love you. <laughs> I'm not beaten up. Texans have huge heart. But we're tough. We go get things done. And it's a, um, it's just so, that's what I'm trying to help us understand here. It's, it's so confusing because I've, I've always loved, I've always loved so hard, but I had no idea that I didn't know love. And now I do. And Oh my goodness, what it's taken for me to get there. And that's kind of what I was sharing, I think, in the last episode, because I've, I've been kind of battling some like depression and it was confusing me because I don't, I don't really have to battle that anymore. And there, you know, it, it comes with like people who've experienced the things I've experienced. That's going to happen. And when you have extensive time, you know, when you're transforming and you got to get away from a, a, a bad network and or a, the not right network and you're not in that good network you've got to do a stretch alone on your own that cocoon time and that was tough and but I had learned to battle depression but lately I've been feeling these little in a in like in a most awesome time in my life when all this great things happening where's this depression coming from well it's because I think it's a little bit of survivor's guilt I think I, I, it's because oh my I got it this is incredible. I have this freedom. I have this empowerment to now go and contribute. Like, I don't just have this for me. It's, I get to contribute to the community and like support small businesses while we serve the community. And more people like me are coming on board to make this happen. But all of a sudden I'm battling the sadness because I recognize y'all, our society, there's just so many of us that don't have it and don't understand that we don't have it. And, you know, there, we, it's, a, it's a movement, and, and, and it's a responsibility is what it is. It, we got to demonstrate love. And this is a, a key thing, and we'll dig into this more because that's kind of what I'm doing for the small businesses. If you think about it, um, I, I kind of hit on this earlier where biz, business owner, think of your typical business owner, a production, a producer, like most businesses, they can do something really well. So they're like, okay, I just need to do this for myself and then get more people, you know, duplicate themselves, get more people doing that, build a business. Well, y'all, you got to be business. Running a business is tough. It's really hard. And by what it takes just to get that business going, the dedication and commitment, and then, you know, supporting those employees and doing whatever it takes to keep you know, their own family healthy and keeping that everything going so those employees have a job and can take care of their families. That is, that's love. I'm telling you, that is a form of love. And, and I know it doesn't seem like that. And, and they're not even always like, that's some, like some people's way of loving. 
I'm contributing. I'm doing this, this, if, and there's business owners, that's all about them. They don't count, but the Cindy's choice businesses, it's not all about them. I want them to be a hundred percent operational and producing because they're, they're building our economy and they're providing jobs for people that need them and take, you know, they're not just taking care of their family. They're taking care of all those families in a form. I want to support them 100% to love that way. And then Cindy's choice will be that relations relational side that demonstrates that heart. You get me? It's like, it's, it's not just, you know, the people that are out there, you know, loving on people aren't the only people that love people. There's a lot of people that hand off checks that we never know about that love people. And again, there's a lot of people that love people through their due diligence to the, to their work, through their contribution that way. You know, love comes in all different kinds of forms, but love is an action. It is an action and love does take courage. And if, there, if there's anything that takes courage, it's being a small business owner more than ever. It takes courage. And that's a lot what I want to dig in to here, dig in here deeper with each of these uh, opportunities to share with you and kind of help people understand that it, it, that's what it comes down to. It's just it's that simple. It comes down to love. It comes down to relationships, connection. That's what we are put here for. We're put here for relationship with God and relationship with each other and we're losing that, y'all. We we can't we can't depend on government or um, and even the church. No, we as us as each individual. It starts with us. We have to start demonstrating authentic love, and that's what Cindy's Choice is about. As we support small businesses and serve our community, and you're a part of it. You're a part of it every time you tune in and and and. I get to process with you. I could not do this. I mean, I've been getting some real time revelations and discovering things uh, just because of this opportunity to authentically share with you to peel this onion one layer at a time. So thank you. No, genuinely, thank you. And I do love you. I love you. And I want you to go lead with love. We're going to stay on this love theme for a while. All right. And you know, I'm going to tell you to seek first to understand. Hold back on the judgment. Don't make assumptions. Take a, take a moment. Seek first to understand. And then I'm going to tell you to go make good choices. 